looks like it's already uh, closed up for the Bulls on this week. Still a few minutes left, but let's maybe look forward. Think some more about what's coming down the road. There's not much hope left for a positive close at this point. Down 2% lows of the day. Jay Hatfield is here. Joining us, founder and CEO and portfolio manager at Infrastructure Capital Advisors. Jay, welcome back to the show. Good to have you here. Thanks, Oliver, for having me on again. Okay, so with the equity income right now and infrastructure, is this going to be a market that uh, rewards companies tied to economic activity, or are we uh, going to get it all stamped out by the Fed next week? Well, we're pretty bullish about the Fed uh, next week for really um, two specific reasons. The first is most people haven't focused on the fact that five out of the seven permanent members, the FOMC, are going to be Biden appointees and are dovish. And then secondly, we do believe the Fed is now now finally on board for a dual mandate instead of just focused on their 2% target. So we don't think they want to produce a recession. So we're pretty constructive about the Fed, but we have been calling um, the, this market likely to be an adult swim when, before it started. <laughs> so we're recommending defensive dividend stocks. We're not like we're super bold up, but we do think the Fed will help stabilize the market next week. So uh, do you think that they, when you say stabilize the market, um, from this perspective, is that stabilizing it by not going more hawkish than is currently priced in and maybe we get some relief or are they normalizing and uh, bringing peace to the market by letting some much needed bubbles start to deflate? Well, I 100% agree with you that, that there's a huge bubble in tech stocks last year and it's a it's a big urban myth that it's driven the decline in tech is driven by interest rates rising it was just simply overvalued because of too much liquidity <clears throat> so much needed correction in fed policy but the why we think it's going to be a positive inflection is really it creates certainty you get the dot plot which is very important because um, then you know exactly what the fed's planning to do at least the current members not the three Biden appointees that are pending. But we think that just that certainty, even if it's a little bit more hawkish than we expect, will be positive for the market. Of course, the big variable is we really don't know. And I, I think that most people don't know unless you have some special in with Putin, exactly how the Ukraine war is going to unfold. So that's why you can't really get super bullish going into the Fed. Mm. So if the market here does, um at least to come to terms with the outlook for hikes. Uh, if we process that, you believe this will be an outcome that is more rewarding to uh, be in an infrastructure, cyclical, dividend type of companies? Uh, where do you, it seems like you want to avoid tech for the most part then is the message I'm getting, Jay. Absolutely, I'm not saying necessarily the apples of the world or the, you know, the reasonably priced tech, but definitely money losing tech. When I was an investment banker, we actually didn't allow companies that weren't making money to go public. That was a while ago. But it's very risky to own um, money-losing tech companies. It's very hard to become profitable. So we definitely would avoid those. We're really calling it defensive dividends. So that includes preferred stocks, utilities, REITs. Pipeline companies benefit from the commodity market, but they're pretty defensive, particularly with the monopoly that de facto the administration gave to pipelines because no new pipelines are being built. So high dividends, low multiples, 
defensive sectors is what we're recommending. We recommended that before the year started. Those sectors are roughly flat to up a little bit. And we think that when the year ends, that they could very well be up, you know, double digits in the market kind of overall market flattish. Mm. Uh, and uh, we're seeing uh, again fading into the uh, close here. Uh, Jay, one of the things that I'm, uh, I wanted to get you to elaborate on and I want to maybe challenge a little bit is the Biden appointees at the Fed is having a dovish tilt. Every time I hear the president talk, he says it's the Fed's responsibility and theirs alone to stamp out inflation. Uh, so uh, how does the political element um, uh, veer in, in this time versus back a couple of years in 19? Uh, th that time the president was saying, cut, cut, stop hiking. Uh, it feels like we're in something opposite this time around. Well, you're, you're right. It's an interesting political dilemma. I mean, the first thing I'd say is normally that's true. The inflation only comes from the Fed. But there's a special case when you give everybody in the United States $2,000. That's not really federal spending. That's helicoptering money into people's pockets. So that's that clearly was a factor in inflation, and you even um, you saw a huge demand increase for physical goods after that happened. So that's kind of a specialized case. But in general, the president's correct. But if he really wanted to blame the Fed, why didn't he file fire Powell? True. Uh, because Powell was leading the bandwagon on this transitory nonsense. So we kind of missed the opportunity to blame the Fed. Mm. And I think actually, ironically, I was super critical of the Fed, but I think now actually being dovish is the right approach. We've already had a huge tightening in financial conditions, as the Fed would say. We, mortgage rates have gone from 280 to 420. Housing is by far the most important sector in the economy, and it was in a bubble as well, up 20% last year. So we think the Inflation, the economy will cool off, but not decline in the second half. So hopefully the Fed is patient. And if you look at the background of the appointees, they're focused on labor markets and equity and not as concerned about whether, you know, McDonald's is paying more for their inputs. Right. Uh, hey, Jay, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you uh, about your thoughts on Bitcoin. I was surprised to see this in the list of your notes as uh, someone I think about as uh, classic dividend style investing, but uh, you think this thing's going to get uh, beat up again. Why is that? And uh, how come it's on your radar? Well, it really gets back to this issue of interest rates versus liquidity. We think the key driver of the um, stock market this year is the lack of liquidity. And think, keep in mind, the second half, the Fed's going to restrict liquidity. <clears throat> and so the ultimate poster child, and the reason we're interested in it, is that Bitcoin and cryptocurrency or crypto coins or tokens really, because it's illegal by the way, to um, Article One of the Constitution, Constitution of the United States makes it illegal to issue your own currency. So uh, really crypto tokens are really the polar opposite of what we're recommending. They have no cash flow, no dividends. And we think not so much right away, but in the second half when liquidity is coming out, uh, crypto is gonna be the first asset class that takes a hit from that lack of liquidity. Okay, uh, and uh, it sure fits with my framework too, so um, I'm with you there. It seems pretty logical. This thing has been a liquidity trade, right, at its, um, at its purest form. Uh, Jay, thanks sure. for the thoughts here. Appreciate you taking us into the closing bell. Uh, thanks, Oliver. Yes, sir. Jay Hatfield, founder and CEO, Portfolio Manager, Infrastructure Capital Advisors, the very lows of the day is where we will close this thing out.